Hello, and welcome to Basel Tov, the courage and creativity of ADHD. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And today, we're here to talk to you about ADHD burnout, something we probably all do and suffer from because, you know, we're like the kings and queens of overcommitting. And and it just, it's terrible. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it gets you... To where you have you you think you've used up all your energy and you know you've given everything a hundred percent and then somebody's like you got to give it a hundred and ten percent so you give it a hundred and twenty percent and then you're just done 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 after that nothing more you can't do anything else not even if you wanted to sometimes not even if you had to so Annette originally this was a, a Reddit thing right. You ended up yeah. discussing this on Reddit. Can we I ask did. how this came about? <laughs> yeah. So I posted to Reddit about a day I had because um, the previous day I had just had all my gears rolling and I got so much done. I was able to get a ton of paperwork done. I got my scheduling done for my English school early. I was able to accomplished so many tasks on my list and I had so much energy and I was like, yes, I'm ruling the world. The next day I could do nothing. I didn't even eat anything until dinner. It was just like, uh, like total brain dead. And so I went on to the, uh, ADHD women's, uh, subreddit, which is wonderful by the way. And I was like, do you ever have a super productive day and then the next day you are completely useless? And I mean, I just went on there just to get, so, you know, I, I put it under the uh, rant or vent, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, the flare. flare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flare. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, uh, you know. Today, nothing happened, and I have accomplished nothing. I haven't even eaten anything, and it is almost dinner time. Ugh, stupid dopamine dysregulation. Hmm. And so I was just ranting or venting, but it's gotten 1,262 upvotes. Wow. As of now. And wow. 156 comments. A lot and of people can relate. A lot of it. Yeah. So I, when we were talking about what to talk about this week, I was like, it, obviously, this is something that resonates with a lot of people with ADHD. So why don't we go ahead yeah. and talk about this? Because, you know, I wasn't, I I noticed that I've had this cyclical thing in my life, but I never really pinned it to an ADHD cycle. Mm. And um, I was, one of the first comments on here uh, was from Crazy Dits Diva at Reddit. <laughs> And uh, I loved it. And uh, she said, yeah, it's like I borrowed tomorrow's spoons and then have nothing left for tomorrow. Mm, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't really understand the spoons theory, but I just commented back this or like you've spent your week's allowance for a day's worth of gas. Mm, and yeah, uh, <laughs> but I was like, a lot of the comments were talking about the spoon theory. And have you guys heard of the spoon theory? No, not really. I have not heard of the spoon theory. So this is going to be new. Yeah. So I hadn't really, I, I think back in the back of my head, I had heard about the spoon theory mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago, but I had 
never heard it in connection to ADHD, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, basically, what it's saying is that you have a set amount of spoons, and um, that's for executive functioning spoons, physical activity spoons, social spoons, focus spoons, sensory spoons, and language spoons. And you have a certain set of spoons, and how quickly you use them is how quickly you're going to run out of energy and how quickly you're going to burn out. And uh, chronic fatigue and burnout is not really talked about with ADHD, um, but oh, it does tend to happen a lot to people who are <laughs> neurodivergent. And I had never really thought about the connection between you know, chronic fatigue and ADHD or autism, because autism is also in the same category in this, uh, yeah. in this regard. So I was, I was like, well, that's really interesting. And, you know, if you use so many spoons, like maybe I was using all of my executive functioning spoons because I got a lot done and I was like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It was like, I felt so productive. And I probably just used up all my spoons right then. And then the next day I was just like, my brain couldn't focus on anything. Oh, yeah. It was like you had a hangover. Yeah. It's like, but I, but why? (laughs) And I also noticed that when I go into these hyper focuses or, um, I I don't know if I necessarily call my overexerting days as a hyper-focus. Sometimes it is one thing that I hyper-focus on or a task that I hyper-focus on. But it's like, for me, it's it's kind of just like, it's almost like a mania. Mm, Interesting. And so I feel like so happy and so, you know, geared to do everything. And I'm just like, yay. And it, it feels like, like mania. And then the next day, I always notice that I sleep more too. Like, I think that Mm -hmm. I, as a human being, probably because I'm also hyperactive, Mm -hmm. um, I require a good amount of sleep. Like, if I don't get a solid eight or nine hours of sleep, I'm absolutely useless. And then I'll have days where I sleep four hours and I can go like a turbo truck. I don't know. I don't understand why. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I think I've seen that in my own life, too, where there's a certain like optimum number of hours to sleep. And for me, it's like seven or eight and on most days, like, you know, mm-hmm. very generally. But if I get like six hours of sleep, I'll still function. If I were to get five hours of sleep, for some reason, that's a weird number and my body doesn't like it. If I <laughs> so like it's so I either have to have like six hours or eight hours or seven hours, not five and not three, four is okay. <laughs> like yeah. it's just yeah, really it probably weird. has to do with your circadian rhythm. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. When you're waking yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. And then it, but you can't sustain, like if you wake up after four hours or six hours, if you keep mm-hmm. doing that, like you can't sustain that. Mm-hmm. At no. some point, you're gonna just drop on your face and be like, "I'm out." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Peace out. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what happens when you burn out, right? Your body is just like, "Nap, you're done." You know, whatever we were doing, just drop it. You need to rest. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to that and place I, where you're just so done. Yeah. And <laughs> you're just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Can't take any more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was so I was talking about like this is like a mania, and then I saw uh, when I because I was researching it because I was like this is actually a really interesting topic, and I I, I came across the boom or bust cycle. Oh, and this is a cycle that a lot of ADHDers tend to get themselves into, and what it is is you overexert yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you have fatigue and burnout and you crash. Then you have to rest, but you're frustrated because you mm-hmm. have to rest. Mm-hmm. And right. so that frustration leads you back into overexertion, which leads mm-hmm. you back into fatigue and burnout and back into rest and frustration. So it's this constant cycle. And one of the overriding themes from the comments in uh, the women's Reddit, the ADHD women's Reddit, was why I I don't understand why I'm like this and why this happens to me. And there was a lot of like, you know, shame and just uh, not feeling adequate. And it's like Hmm. my goddamn brain, (laughs) like my goddamn brain. And I feel that way. I know for me, I think the number one reason I would overcommit to things and then eventually burn out is because like, I just was a people pleaser and I had to say yes to everybody. And so Mm. I would overcommit to things. And I I feel like I've changed that in the last couple of years about myself. And I've, I've learned what my, um, you know, how much I can handle. I've learned to set boundaries. I'm more comfortable saying no to people, but for many Mm -hmm. years, like when I was really into baking and cake decorating, I mean, I would be up like every Friday night, just super late working on a project because I just, I couldn't say no, you know? And so I was never getting enough rest on weekends. And I look back like, man, I mean, I had a lot of fun, but I was getting really frustrated too. And so it's, uh, it's hard to find that balance with your hobbies, especially that you love, you know, you can burn out doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us might suffer from like work related burnout because it's very, it's very difficult to say no when your job is on the line and you Mm -hmm. feel that extra pressure. So I wonder how common it is for, uh, for ADHDers to um, have burnout related to their jobs, like constantly. Um, And that's kind of like, that's kind of how I've felt in life when I've had certain jobs that are really demanding and can be overwhelming. And I just felt like every day was like a new level of burnout that I would reach. (laughs) And I couldn't say no because it was my job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you feel like you're kind of stuck because you really need the money and maybe you're even looking for other jobs, but you haven't found one. So you just have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, the little inconveniences, they all add up and contribute to the burnout. Well, yeah. when you have to like cognitive, cognitively focus on something and you're like, this is important. This is, I have to do this. And you're using lots of mental energy to do mm-hmm. this one thing. And then you use up all your mental energy, but then you have to go into work the next day and you mm-hmm. have to f- somehow find that energy. It's like, how do you do that? I know. I know. Someday, it's really hard. When I've been in those phases <laughs> in my life, I know you just, oh, every day is just feels kind of 
infuriating. It's just this vicious cycle of like giving your best during the day, putting in all your energy, getting Mm -hmm. everything done, making sure you don't fuck up because you have ADHD Mm -hmm. and you can forget things. And so that mental tax is always there. You're always paying that ADHD tax. Whew. Fucking taxes. I know. I know. Damn. Yeah. It's really easy to get burned out on accident, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's also easy to get burnt out doing things that you like to do. And then you're stuck going and doing the things that you have to do. Yeah. And it's so frustrating when you're sitting there and you're like, I know I can do this. Mm -hmm. I know that I can make this invoice. I know I can literally get off my ass and walk (laughs) to the post office to send this thing that I have to do. And you just can't manage to do it. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and you get so frustrated with yourself because you're like, what What the hell? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not a big deal. Why is this such a big deal? Yeah, yeah. I've had those conversations with myself too. Like, why can't I just go out and do the thing? It's really easy. Why am I avoiding this? What, you know, what is really the issue here? And it, like your brain doesn't immediately connect it to the fact that maybe you're burnt out you know, you're thinking like, like, what is it? Why am I so lazy today? And you're just kind of mean to yourself about it. <laughs> you know, eventually mm-hmm. bully yourself out the door. And <laughs> what do you so yeah. what, do, what do you think burnout looks like? I mean, to me, I think it feels like you get up and you just kind of dread your day. You know, whatever you have planned. You're already dreading yeah. it in the morning. That's, that's one sign well, I mean, maybe that you're burned out. I mean, I can... I can dread my day and not be burnt out because oh, that's I a good point. don't want to do certain things. Yeah, but yeah it like, depends on what's yeah. going on. But I think burnout yeah. is when you yeah, just like? cannot physically or mentally in, or emotionally engage in anything hmm. because you just don't have the energy to do it. Like I sat mm-hmm. there after my day when I was like, I was super productive yesterday when I posted to Reddit. I literally spent the day like – staring at my phone but not actually watching anything Mm -hmm. Hmm. like i couldn't i can't even tell you what i did i have no idea (laughs) if you hear uh things going on in the background that's my husband making holes in the wall (laughs) actually i didn't hear that loud can't hear it oh my gosh okay i'm glad it's not being picked up oh my gosh um, this is what happens when you have a day off is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't, speaking of my husband, he doesn't experience this burnout. What do you mean? Mm. Like, he doesn't, he's like, he just like goes through his day like a normal person all the time. And when he has a busy day the next day, he's just like totally fine the next day. Oh, it doesn't affect him emotionally at all? No. Like, oh, interesting. He's an alien. Hmm. So. Is that neurotypical? Like, do neurotypical yeah. people get burnout? Like, or do they uh, Yeah, everybody can get burnt out, but I feel yeah. like yeah. it's just, it's a little less easy for neurotypical yeah. people to I feel get like, burnt out. I feel like neurotypical people, if they have extra tasks in their day, if they have a bunch of extra stuff they need to do, to them, it's not as difficult to just get it done. It's like, Oh, those are important. Yes. Those are important tasks. So I'm just going to get them done. No big deal. 
But for me with ADHD, I'm just sitting there like, oh, I have to do all this extra shit. And I just like whine about it to myself. My executive function is like, no. Do you guys ever experience this wonderful thing when you're, you have a plan to do something and then the plan gets changed. And just the fact that the plan is changed, like you just get angry (laughs) and upset (laughs) about it. It's like, oh, I can't handle it. Like when I was going to do this and then something changes and I'm just like, what? What? Why? Oh, and then oh, yeah. I, I think I think it, it was, throws me for a fucking loop every time. Three separate times last week, I got a phone call from my kid's school, and I had to come pick up one of my kids for a various reason. And it was always right when I was in the middle of something. And so, oh. yep, it's like when something like that happens, and it just throws off whatever plans you had. Whoo, that can be very frustrating. And I think if you're already yeah. kind of on the edge of burnout. When a wrench gets thrown in your plans, that does not help that feeling. <laughs> no. no. And I'm like change a virgin in anyway. Like I hate change. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, when any anytime anything in life has to change or there's a change to anything, I'm so avoidant to it. Interesting. And it it makes me so emotionally distraught. <laughs> oh that's all right. <laughs> Just got to process through it. Yeah. A lot of people uh, are like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I got to, I got to mention though, like one of my favorite comments on the whole subreddit was, um, cause I was talking about burnout and Mm -hmm. then, uh, fresh underscore beat said, let's ask the woman that spread five tons of gravel the other day. Oh, I I saw that post. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I hadn't seen it. So I was like, what? And <laughs> so uh, I went to the link and it was uh, Meowly. And apparently uh, she, this post says, I'm not normally uh, ADHD is my superpower type of person. But then I have a few days like today where I hyperfixated and spread five tons of gravel on my own in the rain with nothing but a shovel, a Taylor Swift album on repeat and a dream. And I realized it may actually be true. (laughs) That's amazing. I really want to hear. Yeah, I really want to hear from this person what the next day was like. I know. Seriously. Oh, if that were me, I would have I would have just been a blob the next day. Probably can't even move. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She I get it so hard. I get it. I get that so much. And I was just like, damn. Like, I mean, it makes mm-hmm. sense, though, because everything in life is a cycle. And so, yeah, you know, if, if you if you overload yourself with too many things that you have to do, whether intentionally or not, it makes sense that you're going to get to that burnout point eventually. I guess it's just, you know, you just got to know yourself and figure out, OK, what are my what boundaries do I need? And, uh, you know, where do I need to say no in my life to make more more room? Yeah. yeah. So. That's actually a really interesting uh, comment that you just made. And when I was mm. reading, I was reading this er, uh, article on uh, neurodiver- neurodivergentinsights.com. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it said, intro to the pacing system to deal with mm. this kind of burnout. Mm. And um, it said, several practices help us get off the boom or bust roller coaster. One... Addressing internalized ableism, 
Two, practicing good boundaries. And three, prioritizing healthy sleep habits and more. Hmm. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Because, you know, last week we were talking about ableism. And um, this is saying addressing internalized ableism, which, you know, in some aspects, you know, maybe there's a part of us sometimes that needs to be very aware that this happens and try to limit our expenditures. Mm. You know, we have to understand our own how much energy we in some way. Yeah. How much energy we spend on things. Yeah. 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 It's hard though, depending on what phase of life you're in. I mean, if you're a mom with a a six month old baby, you're working around the clock. You know, you don't have a choice. And if you're on the verge of burnout and, you know, maybe your partner would, maybe they're great, but they're, you know, working a full-time job and they're busy too. And just, oh, there's certain seasons of life where it feels like burnout is just inevitable almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we also like, because they're talking about pacing out your energy expenditures and everything. But um, Mm -hmm. then we also have to address the elephant in the room, which is I am a stubborn son of a bitch. And uh, once I start going on one of my, uh, you know, hyper fixations or uh, my manias, Mm -hmm. I know that I should pace a lot of times, but I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Interesting. Because I'm like, I'm like, no. I can't break this dopamine cycle. I got to get it all done now because I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And so the fear of the next day kind of drives me to do even more on the days where I'm actually, you know, getting shit done. Oh, I know that. It's like you get that dopamine wave and you start doing something and that task feels effortless. And you're like, I just got to keep going. Got to keep riding this wave as long as I can. You know, better take the trash out while I'm, you know, walking around. Just do do whatever tasks Mm -hmm. you can think of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I sent I sent all of the salary calculations and the schedules and everything like way early. And everybody was like, wait, what, what? Because I sent Emily and my daughter, because uh, she's working part-time at my English school. Nice. I sent her how much she earned last month and everything. She's like, mom, it's the first. So, like, we don't get paid till the 15th. And I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm just getting everything done now. <laughs> <laughs> don't slow me down. My, oh, my, my husband was like, I was like, I was like, Hey, it's really early. And he's like, earlier is better than, than never at all. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, this is good. I'm like, yeah, but I can't practice. I I can't promise this for next month. Yeah. 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 I know. Right. This might be a one-time thing, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. We we can't, we can't control when we get those bursts of energy sometimes, you know, they just seem to happen randomly for me. Yeah. I've noticed that it happens more for me if I incorporate regular exercise into my days. So mm. like the amount of exercise that I allow myself is directly proportionate to the amount of mental energy I will have for that day. It's really mm. weird. So like, um, so back when um, I was cleaning houses for a living while I was working my way through the master's program before COVID, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was getting a workout every day, you know, cleaning however many houses I had to clean for that day. And even though I 
really hate cleaning, the fact that there was money on the line, that's what made it really good. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, collect oh, this money for this, when, you know, when it's someone else's <laughs> house, too. When it's someone else's house, it's, yeah. it's, it's easier. I don't know why, but it just is. I don't know why either, but it yeah. is easier mm-hmm, when it's not your own and yeah. you're getting paid. So, you know, that's that's like a it eliminated that whole cleaning issue right off the top. And so I really I did like it to a certain degree, even though I know that it's not like the most glamorous job in society does not look up to house cleaners at all, even though maybe they should. Um, But for me, it really worked because I was working my body and then I would have a huge burst of mental energy later to go do my homework. So it was actually working. Yeah. Like it was working really well for me. And I'm at the, at the phase where I'm like, well, I've got to earn a living again. And I'm sitting back and secretly, you know, thinking, well, maybe I could just go back to house cleaning and, and, and make some money that way. But at this point, like I've heard, so I've heard all these people like, oh, you're going to do great things in the publishing world. Oh, you're going to, you're going to write all these novels and you're going to do this. And even my husband the other day was like, well, I really want you to use the degree that you got. And I'm just thinking, (sighs) Like, you don't understand. I have to sit down all day if I write a novel, right? Like, if I'm a writer, I sit down. If I'm an editor, I sit down. Like, (laughs) And also, we have learned in the last two days that you live in BF Egypt. And how are you going to find houses to clean? Well, I mean... This this town is pretty small. There's something like ten ish thousand ish people, <laughs> yeah, in here. And then the neighboring town, which is like fifteen to twenty minutes away, depending you'd on sp- where you'd waste all like, your money on gas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it would be maybe yes or no. It just, I guess, it I'm just depends. deterring you from doing that ever again. I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. Plus there's the whole, you, you might get sick because this is, you know, this is COVID era now. <laughs> so I've got to consider that too. Um, and I don't like getting sick with that because it really, it really does mess me up sometimes. So like, um, <laughs> so yeah, I just, I'm sitting here going, well, how am I going to make it so that I can you know, do what I went to school to do, because I really do love that. I, you know, it really lights everything up, but also the mental expenditure required to do it is very great. So, um, so that's where I'm like, already seeing a conflict, like, oh, well, if I spend my day on writing and editing, it is really difficult for me to then have enough bandwidth to like, do the dishes or like, do my laundry or organize a thing that's going to take a lot of decision making to organize or, you know, like you could just keep going with all those examples. But, um, you know, I'm already trying to figure it out like, okay, how can I make it so that I incorporate a certain amount of exercise into every single day so that I can have more energy to do all the stuff I've got to do in a timely manner, just like I promised like a good business owner. <laughs> like, how am I so going to do this? It's so true. Yeah. Ex- exercise really does help. Even though, God, I hate exercising and I never look forward to it. But you always feel better <laughs> afterward. Yeah, I know. And also, also, ironically, the more I exercise, the more trouble I have sleeping. Oh, interesting. 
That's interesting. More, that yeah. I just keep getting more and more and more energy, and and it's more difficult for me to control some of my symptoms, but easier for me to control others. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. It's really weird. <laughs> so, hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's that combined I, type oddity. And sleep. Yeah, I feel sleep's like I'm constantly. Important. Yeah, I feel like I'm constantly exercising just because I'm always running around everywhere. So, like, I don't really. Actually, if I exercise, I tend to overdo it, and then I'm tired for the rest of the day. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, how, I, how I do expend we, a shit ton of energy? How do we catch ourselves and make sure we don't get into burnout mode? Like, how? What are the signs? Do you think? Yeah. So, well, I mean, if you're if you're finding that your day is being unusually organized and productive you're probably using a lot of spoons to do that and Mm. so what they do say is catch yourself in that maybe half your list like dude you know make a line like okay i'm gonna do it here and then it's time to chill and that way you can conserve some of your energy um i am giving that advice but i do not take that advice (laughs) so um, (laughs) yeah give yourself grace well Yeah. yeah i'm you know, I, I, I just know myself, and I know that I don't listen to myself. <laughs> no. so. I mean, it feels uh, good to get things accomplished. Totally, you know. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I am a business owner, so I there is a certain amount of grace that I have that I can do things on my time. And mm-hmm. um, fortunately, you know, uh, I really hate paperwork, and I have a really good office assistant who I just like pile all of that onto and i'm like nice here you go oh that oh that that helps with burnout is delegating tasks like however you can yeah you know i mean it sucks because a lot of times delegating a task means spending money for someone else to do it for you and not everybody has that privilege but i will say that you know in dark times when i've been in a burnout phase of my life I think it's worth it to spend a little extra money to pay someone to mow your lawn for you or get your house cleaned or, you know, or order your groceries online. Yeah, don't feel to your house. exactly. Don't feel any shame in that. Just like do what you need to do to recharge your batteries because, you know, you need to take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. And I, I think another uh, interesting point to, to, you know, point out as, in my life, at least is mm-hmm. that, the things that I don't mind doing don't take much mental energy or spoons, mm-hmm. so to speak. Doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really drain me. However, the things I hate doing, oh, oh God. Mm-hmm. It's like pulling my own goddamn teeth with no Novocaine, no nothing. And it just it drains me. And one of the things that I hate more than anything in this planet is paperwork i hate paperwork absolutely so boring fucking hate paperwork same and (laughs) yeah and so you know i i'm just like no to the extent that i don't have to i'm not going to now there's certain things that i have to do because nobody else can do it like um doing teacher scheduling and Mm -hmm. um you know making the year schedule or you know, planning out certain things for uh, events that we're doing. There's certain things that only I can do. Yeah. But anything that can get delegated has recently been delegated. And yeah, it's made my payroll cost, 
costs go up and you know my husband isn't is not <laughs> extremely happy about that but at the same time it's like yeah but you know this is for my mental well-being right and that's important yeah 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 yeah. Okay. yeah that's that's attacking that ableist thought of i should be able to do all these things because everybody else does all. yeah things. that is an yeah. ableist thought yeah that's a lie yeah. though you know it is a lie we all have it's a lie capacities. we tell ourselves yes don't yeah. compare yourself to other people we're all different I mean, for some people, yeah. getting out of bed and brushing your teeth, if, if you do that today, that's a huge accomplishment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it would it would be, like, so great if we lived in this optimal world where everybody just got to, you know, embark on the life that was really, truly best for them. But mm-hmm. it kind of stinks that we live in a time, and maybe it's all, it's probably always been like this, but we live still in a time where we're for some reason unwilling to accept that some people need certain accommodations that some people do better in certain environments that if you put somebody in the environment that they thrive in they will be very productive and they will be a very good worker and mm-hmm. maybe it's not a great idea to sort out careers by pay and things like that where some people are you know hugely rich if they can manage to thrive in a field that's lucrative like you know what about everything else doesn't everybody deserve to have a living wage that makes sense for them um so i think a lot of these ideas about like earning and careers and what full-time work means and how much time you have to spend to qualify for full-time work, how much time you have to spend to qualify for medical, dental, and vision benefits. All of those things are very ableist because they don't take into account anybody's real capacity to do them, not even neurotypical people's capacity to do them. So like, (laughs) this is something that doesn't, it's not just, you know, an a neurodivergent issue. This is an itch issue for literally everybody out there. And I think that it deserves the time and space man that's necessary to change it. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Well, but at the same time, you know, you have to have some baseline in society and you have to have, yeah. you know, I don't, I think everybody will be, anybody will be disadvantaged on based on any decision that you make. And, you know, it is possible. It is somewhat up to us to figure out our own paths in life Mm -hmm. because yeah, we do, we have some blocks, we have some Mm roadblocks, but you know, it's not up to somebody else to fix it for us. Like if you wait for somebody else to fix it, it's never going to get fixed. If you wait for, you know, politicians to move on something, it's never going to get moved. So you have to take it upon yourself to figure out And you know what? One of the best things, one of the most useful tools we ADHD people have is the ability to pull ourselves up from a situation and look at it from a different perspective. Yeah, we're creative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so instead of thinking, you know, and I think that that's also an ableist mindset is instead of thinking like, oh, I, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, well. To take a break from that and look above, 
you know, look at your situation as if you're in a helicopter or an airplane, figure out a different path, you know, just because this road has traffic doesn't mean every road has traffic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, something a therapist taught me years ago was to make a gratitude list. And that has always helped me get my life in perspective too. It's just remembering there's so many things I have to be thankful for. I mean, no matter how shitty your life is, there's always something to be thankful for. And so I think that can help if you're in a phase of burnout too. It's just keeping that, you know, keeping gratitude for, for the good things in your life. Yeah. Get you through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, don't be afraid to do things a weird way. Like if you look, yeah. at, the, uh, if you look at the timeline of my life, like <laughs> if I laid out my timeline or what I've gone through, what I would, all the decisions I've made, I look like an insane person. <laughs> yeah. I thought you know? I had my life figured out when I was in my twenties and obviously no. it's never too late to change your life. We all have agency over mm-hmm. our lives. And if you're in something that's mm-hmm. not serving you and you're burning out, whether it's a bad relationship or a job, you know, change it. Life's too short to be stuck somewhere that's not serving you. I mean, I ran away to another country and started a whole new life. In my <laughs> yeah, you 20s, can do that. So. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> no, it was just, it was a very impulsive thing. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes that impulse to do something will move you. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was being burnt out by my past life like Mm -hmm. it was a life burnout it wasn't just a like I did too much in a day burnout it was like Mm -hmm. my whole life was overwhelming and I was burnt out you needed a whole new scene yeah I just and I just I just cut and run yeah I mean I cut and ran and I you know started a whole life and you know yeah, I have my days of burnout, but it's not the same as doing something that is just draining the life from you. Right. If you're not in the right yeah. situation, if you're not in the right scenario for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, like, I think that's that's actually how I ended up choosing my, the path in academia that I chose was I was an MBA student first. I had enrolled in the MBA because I had experience in marketing and I was like, well, you know, I really want to help people who are small business owners and you know, like get their get their stuff together and and have a a more productive and successful life. So, I went into the MBA with that energy, but you know, I I had majored in English and creative writing for, at the BA level. So, this is all new information. And while I was still getting good grades, I was still like qualifying to be in the program. Um, I could feel the pinch. I could feel like where it was not fitting. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was just Did you feel like not... you were masking? Did you feel like you were masking while you were there? <sighs> yes and no. I felt like I was in the wrong place because I've always mm. been... Um, pretty good with words, um, writing mostly, not, not necessarily speaking. I I'll make a fool (laughs) of myself speaking really quickly, but in overwriting, I'm much better. And I've, I always have been. And I wanted to use that because in, in marketing, you can use that gift, you know, to your advantage. Um, and, um, (laughs) so I was, I was thinking, Oh, I'll use that here. Cause I had been writing SEO content, on the internet as a ghostwriter for 
a long, long time. Like I, I've written a, a pretty big chunk of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it's, it is just, it's, that is what it is. But, um, I, w- I was in an environment where it wasn't that, like people were not encouraged to be creative. So I would come up with creative solutions to papers and make them very interesting to read and, and, you know, make my content really super engaging. And, you know, the other people that were in the program were just kind of like putting along on the baseline axis, like doing everything that was expected of them, turning in what was considered acceptable or good work but it wasn't like fantastic or groundbreaking or, you know, anything like that. So I kind of felt like I was just in my own little corner, you know, <laughs> like, oh. like this creative person with a silly sense of humor that came in, makes jokes about the, the content and, you know, the, and the only, and people were not engaging with me because I think they felt like I was odd. Like hmm. I was not, just not in the right place. So I ended up after a few terms switching to the Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing, which had been my dream to begin with. Um, I really wanted to do it, but also I know that the arts is really hard. Um, It's difficult to make a living. It's difficult to pay back your student loans. I don't have a BA in education. So that means I can't be a K through 12 teacher in this state Um, not even with my master's degree. (laughs) So, um, like I couldn't fall back on that. I couldn't, you know, and that makes it harder to get your foot in the door for teaching at universities. So my entire path is going to have to be much more creative and much different than other people's paths because of how it was set up to begin with. But, um, once I made the switch, I realized how much more natural it felt, how, how much happier I was, how much more excited I was about the, you know, what was going on in class. And because, um, I was required to take a graduate certificate along with that program as part of it. Um, I ended up taking a lot of the same marketing classes that I was excited to take in the first place. So I still got to learn the material and I still got to, you know, learn about, the stuff that interested me. So it was like a win-win. Yeah. You, you <laughs> and, just weren't in the right place at first. Yeah. Mm. I was I was not in the right place. I should have been taking the creative route with, you know, a side of technical material instead of a huge main course of technical material with a side of creativity. Yeah. Um, just so you just have to figure out what gonna you work. want. Just figure out what you want, yeah. what you need, and, and go from there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, I ended up figuring it out and, and doing it. And then I didn't feel the same level of burnout. Because when Good. I was doing the, you know, the courses where I had to really, really focus hard, and I had to really read the material, and, and I'd have to read it over and over again to make sure I understood it properly. And I, I and I was doing high level math. And oh, if anybody knows me, they know math Ugh. is my weakest subject. Did and you have to take accounting? Yeah. And that was hard. So, um, so yeah, I, I definitely made the right call on switching because it just was not where I needed to be. And I think if, Mm -hmm. if people trust that instinct, it'll lead, lead them in the right direction 
Yeah, listen to your yeah, gut. Yes. That is one thing I have learned over the years. Your gut, I mean, there's neurons in there. Your gut is smart, you know? <laughs> it tells you things. Listen to it. <laughs> Microbiome. Mm-hmm. It's smart yeah. as shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I guess, like, in, with regards to feeling burnout, you know, if you've noticed a cycle in your life, maybe it's a good idea to, when you see the cycle starting, maybe cut your tasks lists or just prepare for an un- unproductive day the next day. Yeah. Give yourself uh, a break. If you're like, yeah, if you're like me, you know, just, but you can't always plan that out on calendar because you never know when it's going to strike. Some people's are mm-hmm. cyclical. It seems like every couple weeks or, you know, they can actually tie it to a cycle, but, uh, Ooh. Mine tend to be pretty random and uh, emotionally and weather based. I bet they sync up with people's oh. periods too. Unfortunately, I, yeah, I was thinking that yeah. too because somebody had mentioned like I see it, I I feel it coming on every three weeks and I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that might That's be a funny. period. Those damn like, periods to that. trolling but, us every yeah, month. It, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god. We're just trying to yeah. live our lives. <sighs> I've yeah. never thought to like put down on paper when my energy bursts were to see if there was a cycle. I wasn't even aware that there could be one. Oh, so you could look maybe for the pattern. No, that maybe that's, maybe that's an experiment we should do. Energy. Yeah. Journal. Like put, yeah. Energy journal, put it down on a calendar. Which day did you have the burst? And then which Are day you ovulating? Did you... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which day did you fall on your face after that? Did it take mm-hmm. two days for you to fall on your face or was it the day after? <laughs> like, Yep, all yeah. things you can track. How long yeah. are you on your face for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it does take more than one day to recover. It does. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. had really intense burnout. Like the oh god, after finishing my thesis work, I <laughs> I had burnout. Like I still feel like I'm coming back from it in certain ways, and it has been like two or three weeks now. <laughs> so it's. I mean, it's kind of a problem. And, and I know Matt or my, my husband has been, he's been looking at it and going, um, are you okay? Like every once in a while, and oh. I'm just like, yep, I'm still coming back from it. Cause, um, yeah. if you were in my house the week before that, and that huge project was due, you will know that I spent the entire week in the closet, literally in my closet, typing and typing and typing with very low light so I wouldn't get overwhelmed. Oh, man. And um, I figured, by the way, I figured out that if you want, if you have to do a lot of like paperwork or typing or like mental stuff on the computer, mm-hmm. if you turn the lights down lower, it helps you. <laughs> it oh, helps you focus because you don't have all the side stimulation of everything else in the room mm-hmm. to consider. So it just focuses your brain for you. And that was something that my husband suggested because he's he's like when I get overwhelmed with work and I start feeling like I have a headache I turn the lights down low and I was like huh and he goes maybe you should do that you know while you're typing so that you don't see everything around you as much and I was like if I use a a computer (laughs) with low lighting though it gives me a headache oh does it Mm. yeah I think maybe like the the screen settings have to be adjusted if you do that, because um, like 
if your screen is super, super bright and you're in the dark, then yeah, you're going to probably get a headache from that. But like if you turn the light of the screen down lower to a less intense kind of setting. That means it's nap time. Uh, Oh, crap. Okay. Yeah, I guess I am one of those. We are dealing dealing with crazy face here. So... uh, uh, Things that work for everybody else just like do not work for me. Like, it, but yeah. if it's sunny, I have so much energy. When it's cloudy, I'm mm, like the weather does impact mood. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm like a weather child. Like, you know, mm. luckily I live somewhere that you know it's sunny a lot, and even during the winter it's sunny. That's good. So like, oh wow, yeah. but that sounds pretty am, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do have the rainy season here, but the the nice thing about the rainy season is that it's still warm. It's not cold and rainy. It's warm and rainy. Oh, good. And I can deal with that a little bit better. Yeah. Cold and rainy is no fun after a while. No, but I know, I like, I don't know about uh, cyclical, like hormonally things, but I do notice that I have way more energy on pleasant days mm-hmm. than I do when it's dark and gloomy and then oh, yeah. all I want to do is climb into my bed and sleep because that's my favorite place anyway so <laughs> mm. yeah I'm I trying know, to you guys have out. a different relationship with sleep than I do it's just so yeah. boring it's so mundane <laughs> why every fucking night really but I have <laughs> what a waste such of time good dreams <laughs> oh Man. I never remember my dreams. That's really? well. I mean, I rarely remember I my smoke dreams. Too much I don't need to remember my dreams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're non-existent. Well, that's, that's good for burnout, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Light it up, relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's another recommendation I, mean... I have to help with burnout prevention. Yep, <laughs> smoke of the ganja. If you're in a Does state that that's green friendly, oh yeah, it helps with stress. <clears throat> for oh, sure yeah. yeah yeah it actually i i i I, help, I do that for sleeping purposes because i will get wound up on stuff especially at the end of the night when my brain wants to turn on for creativity purposes which i love staying up late at night for creativity reasons because so that's fun. like my main time but i can't do it because i'm a parent so you, a lot of adhders are night owls yeah, I wonder why that is. I don't know. <laughs> Jacked up circadian rhythm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have this. I have this sweet spot that if I go to sleep in my sweet spot, then I like I'll fall asleep like right away. But if I pass that, it like mm, I push through it. Then stay I'm, up like, late. I can't sleep until like two. Well, it's nice oh. at night because it's quiet and it's dark, and when everyone else in your house is asleep and nobody needs you, that's like the best. So yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, revenge bedtime procrastination. Oh, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Everyone's quiet. (laughs) So tempting to stay up late and just do whatever the fuck you want because you're an adult and nobody can tell you what to do. Right? Like, you can't tell me how to run my life, children. See, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I wish someone would take that ability to choose away from me because I need a regular bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Like, oops. (laughs) Sleep is important. It's so boring, but it's so important. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know. I'm always telling my kids, it's really important. You got to get enough sleep. And then I'll stay up really late and I know. They're like, but mommy, you don't. Yes. (sighs) I need less sleep. My body is finished growing, is what I Yeah, my brain. Exactly. That's what I say, too. Your brains are developing, so you need more sleep. Huh? Yeah. (laughs) Well, technically, that is true. Exactly. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. It's not a lie. lie. And I walk away and crack another beer and stay up a few hours. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Yep. Oh my gosh! You gotta get all the yeah. little joys and out whereas, of life, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you gotta, you gotta have time. Like I think there's when you have ADHD, there's this really like messed up. Uh, I don't know. Just this, it feels like the scales of justice almost like. Like you need Scales sleep, but you also need you time. Like, oh, how are you going to exactly. make it balance? <laughs> yes. You need alone time to just do whatever the fuck you want, whether that's watching a show or messing around on your phone or just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You need for me. It's often too. writing. <laughs> yeah. Like I've yeah, got to get my writing alone time in. Time. Exactly. See, that's on that to do list thing that takes too much mental energy that I hate. Hmm. Hate writing. Mm, yeah. Oh, it's not relaxing yeah. to you. Well, we're all different. Uh, yeah. I, I just, so. when I was a kid, writing was really my only outlet for expressing the kind of pent up emotions that I had. So mm. it was like my only mental health outlet because every, like, it, you know, it's, talking about my emotions and expressing expressing my emotions in my house when I was growing up was unacceptable mm. to um the rest of the house <laughs> so we and not because I was like a bad person or because I was overly dramatic which I sometimes was but like you know it, it wasn't a matter of like intensity or the fact that I would like get violent or something like that it just wasn't acceptable um in the in the house like the adults in the house didn't want to deal with it so you know there were heavy consequences that would come along with showing too much emotion and because of that I turned to writing and I turned to you know other artistic pursuits like drawing which I'm not very I'm not the best at but um you know writing was really what got me and and I developed um a voice and a and a craft and all that and um, you know, carried forward till today. <laughs> so I yeah, still I use think it. that it's important for everybody to have that thing that, you know, they can fixate on that, you know, relaxes them or gives them peace. You know, yeah, yeah create about part of keeping your mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. It's different yeah, for everyone. So I'm gonna close this sucker up. Everyone just and- tell themselves. Yeah, well, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, just realize that you have a drawer of spoons, and those spoons are what (laughs) energy you have to accomplish your tasks in a given time frame. How quickly you use those spoons is up to you, but realize once you're out of spoons, you have to eat pudding with your fingers like Ron DeSantis, and that's nasty. Or wash the dishes. Ew. (laughs) Not even that will help. Yeah, that visual. (laughs) So, uh, in order to escape the boomer bust cycle, you know, make look out for the fact: Are you in that cycle? Mm -hmm. Are you overexerting yourself? Maybe if you are overexerting yourself, 
cut your task list for that day and go and do something pleasurable like writing if you're Jen or take a you know, nap having a beer and smoking some ganja if you're Ellen mm-hmm. or uh, you know doom scrolling on TikTok like me uh, <laughs> do something that brings you yeah. uh, peace and interest and you know try to save some of your spoons for tomorrow that's right yeah yeah we have Everybody. to save those spoons otherwise we eat pudding with our fingers so Ooh, like Ron DeSantis like oh gross so gross yeah. um so <laughs> avoid being Ron DeSantis just I mean I, I think, think that's the overall just, theme of this whole yeah, thing yeah so yeah just <laughs> av- sums it up at nicely. all costs Avoid being a soul-sucking politician who doesn't know how to use cutlery. Um, so <laughs> avoid said. being the national butt of so many jokes. <laughs> yeah. um, and just save those spoons and hold on to a few so that you can eat your pudding with dignity the next day. And not be flat on your face like I constantly feel like I am after all of this boomer bus cycle. Um, we got so this. So we always, we always, always, always value people's um, input here. So if you see one of us on the ADHD women subreddit, you know, make sure that you, if you have um, a suggestion for episodes or have any questions, totally ask them. Uh, send them our way. You can also send them through the contact form on our website, baseltov.com or baseltovpodcast at gmail.com. And we can read it out on the show and, you know, and then answer any questions or just do the whole episode on something that you have suggested. Um, So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a plethora of spoons tomorrow and baseltov. Basel Tov! Basel Tov!